This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me today, the one, the only, Kyle. (laughs) One and the only for sure. We are a man down today, unfortunately. Yeah, Cody's taking a... uh, much needed break from uh, release schedule changes and bookings and <laughs> <laughs> everything that we talk about every week always <laughs> from the, from the peacock from the HBO Maxes <laughs> just sitting quietly in her cabin in the woods <laughs> who who could have thought that this in- industry could wear a person down that's so <laughs> that's so bizarre <laughs> I, I think i think our industry probably had per capita the most retirements via yeah. via COVID. Like we, <laughs> yeah. we were an older industry as it is, but enough people saw it. They're like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bounce. You guys take it from here. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Disney plus. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I just, I was only fine with the Disney part. Now we have a plus to it. <laughs> go, There's more. <laughs> I'll go rent surfboards as yeah. opposed to doing this. <laughs> I'm gonna go to my beach in Cancun. <laughs> yeah, retirement fund there. I'll, I'll go to not a beach to have to <laughs> yeah. hear about these uh, straight to straight to streaming things we've got to mess with now. Yeah, Ugh. no kidding. Oh well, we've got a, another big release this weekend, which is awesome, and no release changes. Yeah. What is, so I guess Cody's not allowed to come back ever again because every time <laughs> you and I do this. No release changes. I will say tentatively, we are recording this a day early. It is Thursday right now, as it might be a different day when you're listening to this. So hopefully nothing happened in the meantime. But for right now, uh, besides Clifford's release change last week to where it's not even on a release schedule anymore, it's been calm. It's been a lot calmer than I was anticipating. We're talking directly to you, Sony and Paramount. No release changes before 5 p.m. tomorrow. Yes. Saturday. Go crazy. <laughs> switch. Switch. Don't breathe too back a week and then move it forward a week. Go sure. wild. Go sure. Wild. It gives us content to talk about. <laughs> yeah. It's what thanks, makes our show. Thanks for feeding the machine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for anyway, this week, though, it's all about the Suicide Squad, the remake, sequel, reboot question mark question mark i don't know what to call it but people seem to be liking it so far yeah i'm going with the uh reimagining i like it (laughs) but it has so it is it is one of those funky sequels that has some of the same characters yeah a new director a completely new uh direction but continues the story yeah (laughs) maybe (laughs) but you have joel kinnaman viola davis and margot robbie and Jai Courtney. Awesome. Yeah. No, well, I mean, not it, awesome there, but. <laughs> well, I mean, you, they, they took the good pieces and, yeah. and put them back in. I mean, if you put Viola Davis in like a villain slash authority role, like the movie's automatically better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knew it going into even the first one, which turned out to be, you know, financially successful, but it was poop. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing Cody's not here. I, did, I, did. I like that movie. <laughs> yeah, defending defending its honor. <laughs> Trust me, Cody. When you see this one, you're gonna you're gonna rethink that. Yeah, no, it's uh, we're definitely excited about it. We did see today that uh, HBO Max is going to allow early shows on it. This was one of the first oh. ones that uh, we got early shows from Warner Brothers on. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers wasn't uh, doing early shows. 
Tom and Jerry, Godzilla, they were just the day they started is the day they start. Yeah. And Suicide Squad right off the bat, seven seven PM the Thursday before. We're getting early shows. And then today we saw online that um HBO Max is allowing seven PM Eastern early shows with Suicide Squad, which Of course. <laughs> which is, you know, uh, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. The difference in streaming and theatrical was for this film was that difference that five hour window they were giving us yeah you couldn't give us that guys yeah <laughs> no and that's it, i don't understand what the thought process is obviously you want to get your content to your subscribers as soon as you can but the five hour difference you know is is very minimal these when it comes fans to are hungry and there's no way to even i mean they're purposely not propping up the theaters at this point with a decision like that yeah so that in itself is frustrating, but we're going to see, you know, decent grosses this weekend. We're hopeful for a oh, sure. 25, 30, $35 million opening. I think we've seen some projections higher than that, some lower, but I think 35 would be the sweet spot where we would be very happy with what it did. Jeez, and here I'm being overly optimistic. I'm thinking it could get to like the F9 range. I mean, not necessarily. Whoa, I'm not saying take. Like, I'm not saying Whoa. Black Widow. Whoa. <laughs> it's not going to get to Black Widow $80 numbers but 60 million i don't know fire emoji fire emoji fire emoji i think even despite and i could i could totally be wrong it wouldn't be the first time and it won't be the last i like i like the energy i just think (laughs) that you know and it doesn't have any competition in the openings for movies like Mm -hmm. really matter lately and i think people have been really surprised by the outpouring of praise that this movie has been getting like it's wiping away the stink that was the previous movie again sorry cody but it's just a fact um and i don't know i I just feel optimistic about it. Hopefully the movie's good. I haven't seen it, but somebody somebody had hot sauce for lunch. I like this. <laughs> I lo- <laughs> we have the- to we have to at least make this a happy podcast. We we literally gave them bad news about HBO Max doing early shows now. What? Yeah, I think it's going to do 400 million opening sure. now. We'll get crazy with this. <laughs> it's setting records across the board. It's going to make Avatar look like Boss <laughs> Boss Baby 1. <laughs> Which I would totally be here for, but but it seems like though other people aren't as high on it as because you know more about these types of projections than I do. Yeah, no, it's they're all over the board. If somebody had a a crystal ball for like for example next week when we have three wide releases, we have Don't Breathe, Respect, and Free Guy, and if you ha- operate a, a single screen, two screen, three screen, four screen theater. You are going to have to leave one of those off screen. You're not going to have room with Suicide Squad opening, Jungle Cruise holding over. You're just not going to have room. So you're going to have to right. choose between those. But if you can sit and actually see real projections of, you know, um, Free Guy opens to 30 million, Don't Breathe 2 opens to 10, mm-hmm. and Respect opens to 5, you know very easily that res- or Respect is the one that you should leave off uh, if, if it's going to be the lower gross or lowest per per screen average sure. that's the that's the easy choice but these projections are all over the place i mean these and and some of you see have an awesome range uh, like we <laughs> we definitely use our our insight on these to to look at what we see at our theaters what we see in pre-sales what we hear from places but you know some of these have a range of like suicide squad opening to 25 to 65 million <laughs> like, <laughs> we uh, gotta be right here <laughs> it's like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's pretty straightforward oh so it will make money so you get a 45 million (laughs) dollar opening so every movie from uh tenant 
on is opening to between zero and $40 million. It's a safe bet. <laughs> I, I, I predicted this with 99% accuracy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's the way that it is lately. We just, despite like having a few months of seeing, you know, how, how movies are, you know, projected, how movies are playing out in terms of how long they're in theaters, it's still hard to say. Like, we just don't know. We just still need more time to figure out, like, how, you know, things are supposed to open the way they're supposed to now, how things are supposed to play out. Like, it's all still, unfortunately, just a big guessing game, and we're trying to <laughs> be along for the ride when it comes to it. Yeah, and we've, you know, Silver Screen Insider has is an amazing resource for these things because we collect things like trailer views and Facebook reactions yeah. and things like that. So you have all those things in one place. And we have used these in the past um, for theaters having to decide between um, a good one that we used was Spiral and Those Who Wish Me Dead. Right. Those Who Wish Me Dead, Warner Brothers has a major current-ish star in it. And mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie was going to be in Eternals. Like she's making a resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson haven't done anything big, big, big in a while. As researches of their own. Yeah. yeah. Outside of outside of Marvel. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they haven't done anything real big. So, uh, but by looking at the, the trailer views, Spiral was outpacing Those Who Wish Me Dead by a substantial amount. Oh, for sure. So yeah. that was that was our little uh, crystal-ish ball. We'll call it a... Right. <laughs> call it a crystal-like. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll there's... Able to see those things. There's definitely but, numbers to be able to back up, like making the most educated guess possible but again it just comes down to you know and people are finicky too people are finicky in terms of reacting to something initially versus down the road on how they feel about it later on like it it's totally possible to you know feel the high in the moment when it comes to like a trailer reaction or Mm -hmm. you know a new social media post but then once it actually comes out then it's very possible that it could be gone yeah. Like it's it's just such a fast-paced um, world that we're living in. You just never know. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely um, a new a new <laughs> a brand new environment. But um, Silver Screen Insider does have those uh, resources all in one place for you to look and and make your own educated guess. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe it's better than ours. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we'd also like uh, along with the. Um, theater horror stories we're asking you to share we would like um you guys to share your most memorable hits or misses of all time with these with these bookings with movies coming in which would be interesting to see what people have um because you know we've seen this week this past weekend with with stillwater uh eight of the top 10 grosses came from theaters in oklahoma right which is Oh, surprise, a movie called Stillwater, <laughs> Oklahoma, did well in Oklahoma. But a a Midwestern movie did well in the Midwest? What? But that's, <laughs> I mean, for one of the top 100 grosses to come from Oklahoma was a shock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sure. Analysts were like, oh, Oklahoma's a state that shows movies. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't even on their radar. So sure, it was yeah. very interesting to see that, you know, those those tie-ins are available with these with these films. If you've got a... A movie about uh, Dolly Parton. Guess where it's going to play the best? Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we kind of talked about booking strategies a little bit. It's getting everything's front loaded now. So getting Suicide Squad on as many screens as you can. Being flexible with showtimes from the other film companies. I know um, Paramount, Universal, Disney are all trying to keep their movies on screen. So the worst they can do about you asking for stack schedules is say no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But you have to get into the 
away from the pattern of saying, oh, this did well. I'm going to keep it on a clean screen. Our our standard 50% drop-offs are no longer the standard. Mm. <laughs> you know, 60, 60% and more is the standard. And if you opened Jungle Cruise last weekend on three screens, on a in a 10-screen complex, you opened on three screens, it it's not unheard of now to move that down to a single screen. Yeah. <laughs> because normally where you'd keep it on three screens or go down to a two and a half because there was ability to to retain those grosses. But now it's it's one and done and yeah. moving on to the next big film. Yep. Um, Suicide Squad this week. And then we have, uh, which we already talked about, Don't Breathe 2, Free Guy and Respect, which all are counter-programming to each other, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, we have A bit three, of everything. Yeah. We've got... Um, R-rated horror, PG-13 music biopics, which have done well historically. Yeah, I mean, we had Bohemian Rhapsody. um, Rocketman was an R, I believe. It was R-rated, but it still, I would say, held very well. Yeah, Yeah. no, it did great. So these these really work, especially in the right markets. And then Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds in a PG-13 movie, slam dunk. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Maybe not for critics or for audiences, but for butts and seats, that's... That's a sweet spot for us. Yeah, and kind of similar to the reaction so far out of Suicide Squad, Free Guy is also getting the similar treatment. It's getting a lot more praise than I think people have been thinking it would. I mean, I I think people still have been excited for this movie, but it's more tempered excitement, if that makes any sort of sense. But I think that's about to grow here in the next week. I think you'll be seeing more people actually get interested in this a lot more than they initially were, which is a good thing, too. Yeah, no, and... So we've got those three on the 13th, and then on the 20th, we have four wide, wide releases. Paw Patrol, which is our first G-rated film since Toy Story 4. <laughs> so what was that, 10 years ago? <laughs> 200 years ago. It feels like it. And back when the dinosaurs were on the earth, we yeah. had these things called G-rated movies. And they totally should be Toy Story, what'd you say, Toy Story 4, Paw Patrol, you know, same sort of. I was Themes. talking to somebody at Paramount, and I slipped up and said PG, and they're like, "It's G." My brain like short circuited yeah. for a second. You're going, like, "No, it's we animated. Don't, it's PG. we don't have G movies. What's a, a what's a G? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, then Night House, which is you know a promising uh, R-rated horror suspense film from Searchlight, mm-hmm. and we did get confirmation that it is going to be theatrical only. They Good. haven't announced the window. Um, but it is going to be theatrical only. Reminiscence, which has Hugh Jackman, PG-13, Thriller. Yeah. You can start gonna... selling tickets for that today, by the way. Awesome. Day and date, HBO Max. And then The Protégé, which is kind of my dark horse for this week because of the Ooh. Michael Keaton, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, Michael Keaton doesn't make bad movies in like the last 10 years. True. He's <laughs> like, been very careful. He's been extremely like. careful. Yeah. I mean, not all of them are necessarily hits, but they are certainly well made and well um, executed, I would yeah. say. No, they're all, there's a reason why he's made all of these. Even even Spider-Man. I mean, he doesn't need the money, but no. he stepped into that Spider-Man role and got to play a villain. Like it was. And now he's like one of the of the fans favorites yeah. by the sounds of it <laughs> yeah he no, ju- it, i don't know he just makes it work lately he's one of the few guys that gets to play both sides of the fence marvel and dc yeah right <laughs> when they bring he's... him back as, as batman with everybody smoking cigarettes in the background <laughs> he's like ah the good old days the good old days <laughs> no keenan we're not we're, we don't do that anymore what <laughs> supposed to be in character they show the george take Cl- me back george clooney like rubber button uh, Michael Keaton's got like a pack of smokes holder in his in his arm. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's part of the utility uh, utility belt. Lighter in his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the good old days yeah. of superhero movies. But for for booking <laughs> strategies, front load everything. Get as many of these films on screen as we can, and and build up until you know we've got a a slow a slow schedule after the next few weeks until we get into uh, mid to late September. I mean, it's we've got three good weeks, and then it's. It's going to be a haul again. I mean, it's yeah. it looks like, you know, February did. The, the four weeks before we had Tom and, Tom and Jerry. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's a little it's a little deserted. Um, but once we get into mid-September, late September, then we're we're in it. There's no they, they There's don't no take looking their, back. They're yeah, they don't take their foot off the gas pedal until after the first of the year. Yeah. I mean, we've got hit after hit after hit after hit. It's it's really if you need uh, a little dopamine rush, take a look at the uh, release calendar on, <laughs> on Silver Screen Insider because it's like, oh, we get uh, what? No what, time it, to die, and then Dune. Oh God! <laughs> and then and then Eternals and Ghostbusters, and then Maverick. <laughs> it just I'm feeling it. I know I'm feeling yeah. the rush. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden it's like it's it's finally it's finally there where it's like again 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 just keep pushing that morphine button yes good (laughs) things to come um and we'll get over the hump with you guys when september arrives yeah and speaking of good things coming we've seen a lot of sbog um updates lots of people getting getting money so keeps happening more and more the list keeps growing so you know stay stay positive if you get any correspondence from svog you know be be quick to respond and make sure you're you're on it because now is the time we're seeing you know growth every day in in these awards so it's Mm -hmm. it's time to to get this and use this money to uh clean up clean up your books and put yourself in a good position before we get into this corridor that we're talking about yeah absolutely the late September, October corridor really took off in 2018 um, when we had Venom. Like oh. that was the first time we had yeah. like a big $70 million opening. Yeah, yeah. In, I mean, we've seen okay grosses, but that was a dumping ground mm-hmm. always. And then we had Halloween in 2019, which was the biggest October opening we've ever had. Right. And now this year we're poised for not a 2019 type year, but we're looking at 30, 40, 50 million dollar openers every weekend and then no time to die in there, which should be fingers crossed our first hundred million dollar opening. Whew. <laughs> now that's now that's a hot take. Now that's some big Well, if if Daniel Craig does full frontal, it will be a hundred million dollar <laughs> opening. <laughs> and I will be if if <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will be one hundred of those one hundred million dollars yeah. on repeat showings for, for this guy. <laughs> Why is no one else enjoying this? I love it. <laughs> Just throwing dollars at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of applause. Speaking of throwing money away, Kyle, you saw <laughs> you saw um, old and the Green Knight. Were either yeah. of these um, um, ticket ticket burners? Did you did you burn the tickets to any of these, or were they old? Know? Old was the ticket burner. Yeah. But to add um, insult to injury, that was the movie that I tried to see before the power suddenly went out at my theater. So I got a free ticket <laughs> a free... and I used the free ticket to go see it. And I burned that one in the process. <laughs> it was a double ticket burner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Because I like, you know, I, I like doing that to myself. I like being in pain. No, this movie, this movie's bad. Um, 
I don't think it's as bad as, you know, the historically bad movies from M. Night Shyamalan. So it seems like a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, it's a bad movie. And then they just walk away from it. Meanwhile, I was just in pain by how <laughs> bad this movie was to me. And, it, 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 you know, it was just that scenario to where everyone knows that it's a bad movie. So they're laughing along to all the stupid stuff that's going on within it. <laughs> so at least there was that aspect, I guess. But... I don't know. There's not much to talk about here. It's just a bad movie. Shyamalan hasn't learned from his past mistakes, and he's just going to keep doing his thing, and you shouldn't waste time seeing it. So, well, well, let's play this game then. M. Night Shyamalan. Kyle, good or bad? That's all you get. You get a good or a bad. Okay. Okay. Sixth Sense. Uh, that one's good. Yeah, that's an easy choice, right? Yeah. That's, that's probably his best. Yeah. Yep. Unbreakable. I actually think that one's bad. <laughs> I don't like Unbreakable. <laughs> And I know I'm in the minority. Okay. I'm going to say signs. Now, obviously, this was pre-Mel um, Gibson, Mel Gibson. So gotcha. <laughs> we'll leave yeah, that yeah. out of it. Okay. But uh, yes, signs. Uh, I think people lean towards it being good. <laughs> the Village? Uh, no, that one was bad, right? Bad. Yeah. That was bad. Lady they in all the wa- blur together. <laughs> Lady in the Water? No, that one's historically bad. <laughs> the Happening with Marky Mark. That... <laughs> Yeah, that one was pretty brutal. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that one's brutal. The, the last Airbender, that was. Oh, it's hilariously terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and then we go into After Earth. <laughs> which I was, didn't even bother. No, I no. didn't bother with that one. <laughs> Will Smith and Will Smith Jr. Right, and he had his resurgence after that, right? Or like a mini resurgence? Yeah, we had, Split was good. Split was good and yeah. performed well. That's the next one, and then Glass. Glass is bad. <laughs> Yeah. And that's when it, it also helped me um, feel good about myself saying that I don't think Unbreakable is a good movie. Yeah. It kind of helped my point. Yeah. But uh, it, no, that one's bad. Yeah. And then we have Old. So we're, I mean, he's batting like 100, per, 100 or uh, 10%. Yes. This. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, it shouldn't be surprising. I was hoping that as many resurgence could still happen, but he's just the same old Shyamalan and he doesn't care. Yeah. He cares about the movies that he's making. Like, he does love it, but he doesn't care about changing his craft. <laughs> and Green Knight. Green Knight's awesome. I really enjoyed The Green Knight. Certainly not a movie for everyone, but... Oh, I'm excited to hear this. I Yeah. Oh, I haven't been able to get to it, but I am pumped for this from the first trailer. Mm-hmm. Dev, Dev Patel as a knight. Yeah. You know, and then the then they show the, uh, the Green Knight in the trailers, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, this is going to be good. And I'm so yeah. glad you liked it. No, I really enjoyed this. I don't think it's, I'm not sure if it's the type of movie that is going to work for all audiences. And I am very curious to hear like your reaction whenever you are able to see it. Um, but it is like a very slow, methodical movie and it's very character driven to where like the script doesn't spell out for you, but rather the performance spells out like who the character is um from the performance and Dev Patel is great in this movie like that's one of the highest selling points but I just was really I just really enjoyed this because of everything that I just described about just a different way of storytelling um it looks like a movie that knew what it wanted to do despite being from um you know a King Arthur story that no one knows about but <laughs> except for this director apparently but I don't know it just seemed like he saw something um, within the poem that he read one time and was like, I could probably twist this and make this into like a character piece somehow. I can 
crank this out to 120 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but like you could tell like it wasn't like a rush job. It was very methodical. He um the director understood like what he was making and somehow Dev Patel was able to understand what was happening for this movie to work and I don't know. I just came away loving it for all the production value that was put in this movie and for, you know, the performance from Dev Patel. I just thought it was very well crafted and well executed despite, you know, the end result probably not being for a mass majority of audiences, but even still, I'm surprised by how uh, it opened to. Yeah, it really did well, and it beat... Um, Stillwater? Still beat Stillwater nationally, and in our locations where we had them side by side, right. it did substantially better than Stillwater. Yeah. Um, none of... I'm not including Oklahoma, so leave Oklahoma well, out yeah. of this. <laughs> Good work, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it was, you know, it was a pleasant surprise, and it is a film. It's not a movie. Yes. It's not made for, for everybody. Um, two questions. This one was theatrical only, right? Yep. Okay. So that's got a plus, one in the plus column. Was Daniel Craig fully nude in this? <laughs> uh, no, he was not. Oh. So close. Okay. So, but theatrical, so we'll still say, you know, we need to get this one in and play it and and get that film audience in because we haven't had a whole lot of really playable films. Like, uh, I mean, we've had, you know, A24 Neon crank these things out. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like you just said, this was the first one that really was very well executed that you've seen in a little while. Yeah, and now it has me wondering how it's going to play in the long run. Like, I'm wondering what the drop-off is going to be from week one to week two. I mean, granted... It, it made six million, so odds are it's probably going to drop a significant amount. But I I don't know if it will drop what we've seen with like the sixty or seventy percent drop offs. I'm wondering if there's going to be such a curiosity factor to it that despite you know it being a film, not so much yeah. a movie, if there's enough people being like, oh no, like you really got to see this thing. It's so different, so weird, but I ended up loving it anyway. And I wonder, I, I do wonder if that's going to be what we're seeing next week. Yeah, no, we'd love to see, you know, one of these independent films become the first one to do like a 35% drop, 40% yeah. drop and have it, you know, actually gain some some traction. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to see um, for the locations that did not open it, um, adding adding dates on 813 and seeing, you know, the locations hopefully stay pretty stable. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be obviously with four films opening in the next two weeks for wide releases. There's going to be some screens that drop off. Um, but normally with an A24 film, two weeks later, that screen count gets cut substantially. Sure. Where you see it yeah. drops 70, the screen count drops 75%, which yeah. doesn't mean much for the grosses. <laughs> the grosses are then gone. But <laughs> right, right. Hopefully we've got a, an opportunity to to pump these up. And, you know, I I don't mind seeing someone with their their name above the title with a, a dev patel being becoming like a, a full-fledged like independent movie star oh which is he, awesome yeah it seems like he's really heading in that route and it's a route that i'm really going to be enjoying of his down the road um i think he kind of speaking of avatar last airbender yeah. i think he yeah. kind of learned you know maybe it's not for everyone not for every actor to do so he's like you know what i'll just stick with these independent stuff i made the money from airbender it's fine it didn't work but i still you know i'm getting by just fine but no he's superb in this movie it's definitely a much more out there movie definitely a much more 
um I guess insightful movie could be a way to coin it, but I I wouldn't expect, you know, big grand epicness of a medieval movie um, out of this, but it still is really good storytelling. Yeah. Historically, A24, it's either good or really bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just that just that's how they roll. (laughs) Yeah. At least as far as grosses go. And this one did, you know, twice what we were expecting out of Mm -hmm. it. So that's awesome. That's good to hear. Um News that wasn't so good to hear was that uh, with the uh, oh boy Delta variant, we're seeing um, movie-going comfort levels um, go down for the first time since um, we've had the major reopenings. Yeah, since start of summer, probably yeah. May, mm-hmm. June. Yeah, yeah. Since uh, I think we had Cruella, we've we've seen the numbers steadily rise, and now mm-hmm. that Delta is out there, uh, we're. <laughs> Um, seeing these numbers drop, it's saying movie-going comfort levels have dropped from 80% to 70%. Um, the only thing that we are advising people to do is stay the course on this. You know, if if you are running a cinema-safe theater, you're vaccinated, your staff is vaccinated or being safe, then let's keep moving forward. We've got to keep these grosses up because if we see films like Suicide Squad, like Free Guy, like Paw Patrol substantially underperform, we're going to fall right back into the cycle of releases moving. Yeah, (laughs) and I think this especially will hinge on the Suicide Squad, which may partially be why I'm so high on this movie doing so well, but I do think... $400 million opening. It (laughs) does. Well, let's just say 500 but um, it does feel like, at least for me anyway, it feels like there's a pause right now and everyone's waiting in suspense for how Suicide Squad does to see if, you know, the Delta variant we should be taken seriously to begin with, but if it's going to be, if we're going to see that cause of concern about it to be a, a drop when it comes to the industry. Yeah, we're at a, at a tipping point and, you know, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy if these don't gross the way people expect them to, dates will get pulled. Yeah. <laughs> if L.A. County or New York City close, the dates will get pulled. Mm-hmm. But L.A. County and New York City will not be able to close if Suicide Squad opens to $60 million. They're, right. Those theaters are going to petition to stay open because yeah. there's a reason to stay open. And who knows, maybe... After this weekend, that number is going to go from 70% back up to 80% again. We just, again, stay the course, see what happens. The drop-off doesn't seem that bad to me. Like, it could have been 80% to 60%, 50%, and then I would have a lot more concern. But 80% to 70% doesn't seem too bad. You don't want to see it to drop, but it's not, I don't know. So if you want to spit it that way and be a bit more positive about it, that's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah, it's a 10% drop. If you lost 10% of your socks, would you be, you know, really upset? No. You'd be like, oh, I lost 10% of my socks. You know, you'll deal with it. Um, Hollywood Reporter was the one to talk about this, um, about these numbers, and they did have one line, which was funny to me. They said that um, moms appear to be the most concerned um, taking a trip to the cinemas. Their comfort level has been plummeting from 75% to 59%. And I feel like that's a mom's responsibility to begin with, to be concerned about, you know, harm happening to their families I, I, and children. I, I, so. I think, I, yeah, it seems like a loaded a loaded question or a loaded response. Are you concerned about the likelihood of your children to 
get hit by a car? Yes, greatly. <laughs> too, too what if it was on a highway? Oh, yeah, then extremely. To contract a disease and or virus? You could have asked <laughs> this back in 2019, and it would have been like, yes, I'm very concerned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's. I mean, I get what they're what they're they're telling us information that they found in the research but it just was funny to me that they were like they made a deal out of it in one line i was like well those yeah (laughs) those 30 percent of moms that said they weren't concerned are in are stuck in the 80s where they're smoking in station wagons yeah that was the exact picture i had in my brain (laughs) sitting in the back without any seat belts yeah (laughs) window down (laughs) they're like it's fine Like, it's fine if they can deal with my cigarettes they can yeah. deal with a little covid <laughs> <laughs> but oh. all jokes aside though um it is something to look out for something to take precaution just in case if the industry makes a shift um because of it we just i think need to see after this weekend well if you're listening to the podcast this podcast you're already doing the right thing yeah you're already being prepared you've already got your subscription to server screen insider which has up-to-date information when movies change it has links to all the cinema safe protocols Mm -hmm. um we have all sorts of marketing assets videos uh static imagery ticketing banners for you know the movies that you're still planning on releasing despite studios being concerned so at least just be prepared and still stay the course until yeah. You know, something actually happens. Yeah. Let Hollywood reporter be concerned you, with yeah. with the release calendar and how safe people feel. You guys be out there making people actually feel safe yeah. instead of stirring the pot for no reason. Yes. You're doing the work. <laughs> you're out there on the ground. <laughs> and we're here to support you. Exactly. For the low, low price of? Uh, $25 a month. Yeah. What a deal. deal it is a day. good deal. All right. <laughs> what... Well, we had um, one new trailer this week. Uh, yeah, the big one was Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And boy, there was a lot of carnage <laughs> in this trailer. Uh, Ken, did you you saw it, right? Did you have any thoughts on th- this new one? I did. I am not 100% in on Woody Harrelson yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean... He's just he's just old, you know. I mean, yeah, he's on the I, older side. I felt that with Zombie Land too. Like he was just too old to be like that guy, right? And he's still like younger than Liam Neeson. But I buy into Liam Neeson for some reason. <laughs> like I don't know what the deal is. Like he may be too good of an actor to have them put him, make him digital, right? <laughs> but turn him into digital goo. Yeah, I'm not sure. Teeth. I'm not sure what the buy-in is. But this has all the makings of what we loved about the first one. Well, oh, oh yeah. Kyle's not buying into it. No, here. I mean, you're right. It does because it seems like the studio is learning from why everyone loved the first one to begin with and they they are leaning into it more. Yeah. I just didn't like the movie personally for the reasons that other people do, but yeah. it doesn't really matter what I say. If the majority of the public wants this out of the Venom movies, then that's exactly what they should deliver and it seems like that's what they're delivering. They're being smart. They're also you know, making Carnage look just as cool as Venom, if not more so. Yeah. Like, showing just how deranged and how much of a nutcase he is. Yeah. And then I, they're also kind of redeeming that part of the first Venom movie because Woody Harrelson looked absolutely ridiculous with his Ronald McDonald wig. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, find a picture of it online. It's just hilariously terrible, but they're they're redeeming for it. Um, like a deranged Carrot Top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is saying something because Carrot Top already looks deranged. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I think this trailer is um, doing the job that it's supposed to do. Um, 
I'm not sure if we sh- I'm going to be optimistic and hope that we expect great things, kind of like how the first one ended up doing great things, but we just kind of have to wait and see, I feel like. We just, as time gets closer, I think we'll know a bit better if people are really into this movie, if they're really excited for it or not. Yeah, the first one was a, a big surprise. I, I just, I hope they just make it the, I mean, we just need the same. We need Venom 2 to be Rush Hour 2. Right. I mean, we don't need, we don't need you to stray from the path here. Yeah. It needs to be the same movie, mm-hmm. another two hours. Exactly. <laughs> I mean. Just with more Woody. Yeah. We figured this out with Fast and Furious. We figured this oh, yeah. out with, I mean, there is a script. Stick to it. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a tried and true formula. This is the Kool-Aid mix with the added sugar. I mean, you don't <laughs> Sugar-free Kool-Aid, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, we we know exactly what we need, Mm -hmm. exactly what the formula is. Uh, Just just do it again. Yeah. (laughs) And also, as a side note, Andy Serkis, um, who's played, you know, Gollum and uh, Caesar from Planet of the Apes movies, he's directing this movie. So I'm really kind of curious about that. But I think most people aren't really noticing that part. And they're just like, ooh, Venom. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. So good for him. Yeah, anytime he pops up, I'm, you know, it's one of those uh, like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm very hyped about that for him. I think it's really cool that he's getting that opportunity. Yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm glad it's coming out. I'm glad it's coming out this year. Oh, yeah. Because the help. first one performed very well. So we just need... More of this. And like we said, Venom is part of the uh, kicking off of the September films. I think it's the end of September. End of September, yeah. And we really hit our stride right then. So we've got, yeah, that and Evan Hansen the same week, which is about as counter-programming as counter-programming can get. But both audiences should come out for them. Oh, yeah. No, and that starts the the eventual um, Halloween animation smackdown on 10-1. Well, that's still pending. There's still time. And then we'll see what happens. Possibly fully new James Bond the week after. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, guys. It just could, putting it out there in the universe. Towel could fall. <laughs> it happens. I mean, I mean, the first one, the swimsuit was so insignificant. Why do we even need it? Yeah. Let's just let's just make it happen. Digitally take it out. Just <laughs> knock that sucker out of there. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> on that note <laughs> who thought i would end a podcast like that i know kyle's getting after it <laughs> get him fired up now <laughs> okay everyone thank you for listening to this episode of the off the break podcast uh you can check us out on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com and we mentioned a lot on this episode check us out at that website if you need help with uh figuring out the upcoming slate of films uh information for each of those films that you need to run it smoothly and all the assets that we have available for you to advertise these movies on your social media platforms. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Big grosses. Bye, everyone.